Pratt may be a small town in south-central Kansas, but it's home in a rich town filled with amazing people. Join fourth generation and lifelong Pratt resident Cody Eastis as he provides our community with a podcast that is solely dedicated to our news, our events, and our residents. This is a town called Pratt. All right, here we are with uh, week three of the Coaches Show, joined once again by head Pratt High football coach Brent Holting, coming off of a 59-22 win last week over Mission Valley. Good to be with you, Brent. How are we doing? Yeah, doing well. How are you? Good, good. Uh, 862 rushing yards through two games. That's pretty impressive. Moved, moved us up to, uh, I saw number seven in 3A. That was max preps. I'm not sure if we're different in some other rankings, but... First time being 2-0 and also as the Greenbacks head coach, so yeah. off to a good start. How do we feel after two weeks? And that's the most important part. I mean, to be quite honest, uh, I know lots of people like to see the rankings, like to pay attention to them. Uh, you know, I just want us to play good football and win games. You know, we talk a lot about going 1-0 and every week. You know, that that's your focus is going 1-0, and do, doing what you can to win that game that Friday, and then enjoying it for for a night or two and moving on to the next one for our kids. Um, so that's the important part. It's nice. I like the fact that we have 862 yards rushing through two games. You know, that tells us we're getting downhill, being physical, and, and that's really what we want. Yeah. What uh, is there any fear, though, after two big blowout wins that you haven't faced any adversity yet, really gotten punched in the nose? Or I mean, a, a win's always good. You, you never want to say that was a bad win or wish it would have been tougher, but – Going into Heston this week, I think we are going to get tested. So is there any hesitation that, man, we really haven't seen a ball game yet that we might see it this week for the first time? I don't think there's any doubt because, you know, when your emotions get heightened, when it gets tighter, um, you you sometimes try to be too perfect instead of just playing football. And we've talked about that with our kids, just uh, play after play, you know. Um, um, the whole game is a war, but but every play is a battle. Just win, win your fair share of battles, and, and we'll have a chance to win the war. So don't don't get too high or low because of one play, you know. And if you make a bad play, move on to the next. If you make a great play, move on to the next. Yeah. And and so I think that's important. But I mean, that's your mindset for dealing with adversity is important. And I and yeah, you know, you never know until you do you have it with with each team because each team has their own identity. I think our guys will play hard. I don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, we got competitors. Uh, we, we just hope they make sure that they don't know they don't have to be perfect. Just keep playing. What was the – after last week's game, what was the overall feeling when that game was over? I know, you know, we, we were broadcasting it, and it was like we just took a – let a big breath out. It was oh. kind of like, oh, like this was <laughs> – That was going to be And I can't decisions. even imagine it as the coach. You know, those last 12, 24 hours before that game came about were just crazier than anything we've ever seen, you know, on the short you know. notice and then the – actually get the game in which is awesome but then you know the way it went and you know big win but yeah it just kind of felt like oh i'm just glad that week's behind us i thought last year was wild getting the game but but that we kind of nailed down the parameters uh you know i I reached out because gerard had an opening on wednesday night and and coach swank and and all them were able to get the parameters nailed down by thursday afternoon so so going to practice at least we knew this one I didn't get, uh, you know, I found out it after 9 o'clock. On Thursday that, night? On Thursday night that they were going to have an opening. And by the time I reached out, you know, because I had some old connections there and, and reached out to them, I mean, it was after 10 um, when when they said, yeah, let's do this. And, and I got a hold of Mr. Swank and said, hey. And, you know, even then he told me, like, hey, you can send out uh, an instant team message that says bring your – bring your road gear just in case we find a game. 
Right. We still have to make sure we have the, you know, transportation, all this stuff. We can't set it out yet. So our kids didn't find out we had a game until first hour Friday morning. Wow. And so you tell you first hour, Hey, by the way, we got a game tonight. Yeah. Hey, here's the film. If you get any chance, you know, a lot of the kids watch it. Of course, when we found out, you know, coach Brown came over to my house and we stayed up, you know, kind of pulled an all nighter almost. Yeah. Um, stayed up watching film, getting ready just in case, you know, we thought there was a pretty good chance. And so it was, it was interesting. Yeah. You know, a, a big sigh of relief to, you don't want to drive that far, do all that and then lose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like uh, when a good win is a good win. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it's a big win, a blowout win, a sloppy win. I mean, there's some things you can take away from you know either one of the two. But I, a, I thought a win is a win on the books. Important knowing we're playing Heston. You know, Mission Valley gave a, a completely different style of offense than than uh, Hoisington did, and and it's more similar to what we're going to see with with Heston. And so I think that was really good for our kids to get game action, even if they were thrown into the fire, which is great. Right. Um, to, to at least get a little more comfortable. Now, we got a long ways to go, and I, I think, um, you know, we kind of were able to show our kids, look, we did some good things, but we're not there yet. We got a lot of things we got to improve on because I didn't think our physicality was up to the level it needed to be. I thought our execution was lacking. And, you know, part of that is a three-and-a-half-hour bus ride, you know, and, and, then, and I have family there. I love them. It's out of the middle of nowhere. You know, yeah, I could, called it Field of Dreams probably two or three times in the broadcast. <laughs> right. They couldn't get the music figured out pregame, so we didn't have music until like the last 10 minutes. So, you know, that's just kind of it's, it's kind of a weird atmosphere to get ready in. Yeah. Um, when you're not playing a rival, playing someone you don't even know. Yeah. Um, never even, On their homecoming night, yeah, too. Half of our kids had never even heard of the school. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was interesting, but it was fun. You know, it was fun. It's one of those things that it may have happened, but. Kids will be talking about it for years to come. Right, yeah. right. So now we got a normal week to kind of prepare for Heston. You know, fingers crossed that nothing gets changed there. What's a week of preparation look like? You know, I t- asked you on the bus ride home that night, you know, do you get home and start watching film tonight? Mm-hmm. And you said you used to. You know, you said, boy, I used to stay up till 2, 3, 4 in the morning, yeah. back up at 7. Uh, so the game gets over Friday night. Are you guys back in the gym Saturday uh, evaluating, you know, any injuries or just stretching kids out or st- coaches meeting Sundays, you know, Monday sure. film? What, what's a normal week now that we have one? What, what's that so, look like going so into a we'll Friday do, night I mean, game? You know, there's a lot of times I still will watch film. I, I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest. When I got home, by the time it got – problem is it couldn't get uploaded on the bus. By the time it got uploaded, um, you know – when we got home on Friday night, it was what one in the morning, one thirty. Yeah, morning. are you watching? When you say Friday night, are First you watching post game film, us. or are you already watching for, film for next week? Generally, I will. A lot of times, I will on the bus. I didn't um, on on Friday night because we'd already prepared. You know, we'd already watched quite a bit of Heston film because that's who we thought we were moving on to on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, that's what we started doing, and so so I had a little jump start there. So normally, I'll watch on the on the way home. I'll try to get as as much film as I can. I'm a film junkie. I'll try to trade with. Everyone I know, so I can get as many films on them as possible, whoever we're playing. Um, then wake up, yeah, still pretty early, I, you know, Saturday morning and, and start watching film. Then we'll usually go in at 10 o'clock and, and ice bath the kids. And the kids want to come in, take an ice bath, roll out. Kind of assess stuff. any injuries from yeah. the night before, yeah, see just, who's. And, and kind of get kids just moving, get that yeah. lactic acid out, ice them up so they're not as sore, you know, Monday, ready yeah. to go. So then I give them the rest of the weekend off for the kids. You know, the nice thing now about technology, you know, early in my career, yeah, we'd meet all weekend. And, and you know, as everyone has kids, I think that's really important to take time with your family and, and to let your kids be that ex- experience this with you. Um, you know, I, I love it when my kids are out on the football field experiencing it, yeah. and being around our kids. And, and I don't want, you know, one of my big things, and our coaches can tell you, if their kids have something going on, 
we'll figure it out and go to your kids' stuff. You know, it's too important to miss. Kids grow up too fast. Um, so so we, I want them to spend all Saturday with their families, Sunday morning going to church and stuff like that. And then we will meet. The nice thing about technology, though, is we can virtually meet. You know, we, we start a text thread and, and talk, and, and I'll make some calls. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, did you see this? Check this play out. You know, with Huddle, you can go right to the play, right to the opponent. Hey, go go to play 89 versus Hillsborough, you know, and, and it's pretty easy. So we can talk about it, and, and I'll build kind of what I think our keys to the week are. We'll talk to Coach Brown. We'll kind of get a plan together. Then we'll meet with the coaches on Sunday evening, and, you know, it depends. Sometimes those meetings go pretty late. Sometimes they go pretty long. Sometimes they're shorter if we think we've got a real good grasp of what we want to do against them. Um, you know, it's a little different now with our offense. We really don't know what we're going to face. Yeah. You know, we, we, we talk more about cleaning our stuff up because we feel like we have a call versus any front, any, any combination that we see. Just then it's more guessing, well, we did this really well. What are they going to do to combat this? And then what can we do to answer that if they do this? Yeah. You know, kind of an if-then scenario. Um, to get, get yourself set up. So that's kind of what they look like. And then we'll bring the kids in um, and watch watch uh, film Monday right after school, the varsity. You know, the JV will go play. But Coach Brown and myself will watch film with those kids. Then we'll take them out and have a walkthrough practice Monday on these are their favorite route combinations. These are your favorite run plays. This is what they do uh, defensively. These are the guys we want to attack. You know, that's kind of the way we look at this offense is where, where are their weak points that we can probe and attack you know, because this offense can attack anywhere, anything. We can shift, move, whatever. And and so we kind of find that. These are our keys of the week. Walk through that. And then we want those kids to go support our JV. We want to go watch our JV if we can, if they're, they're close enough. And then Tuesday is our only full padded practice of the week. And, you know, of course, that got lightninged out yesterday. We had practice in the wrestling room. Um, and then Wednesday is shells, Thursday is shells, and Get ready to go on Friday. Friday's game time. Backing up a little bit to some of those points on on your coaches' meetings. Do you, you know, do your coaches have the freedom or the you know your style of coaching, the flexibility? Do, do your assistant coaches kind of bring their own plan to you and then go out with their groups? You know, the o, you know O line or D line or or do you put a plan together and then say, all right, guys, here's what we want to do. Let's go. Does that make sense? Or, or yeah, no, do they we, kind we of take ownership of, of each of I, I want each them of their to take ownership? I want them to take ownership. We grade our positions. You know, each coach does and then grades their kids. And, and then we talk about, um, you know, obviously I'm going to watch everything and be involved in every aspect. But our, our coaches do a great job. I got, I got a good group of guys with me. And I want them to take ownership because I think anytime you're a head coach and, you know, to get loyalty, to get people to buy into your program, they're going to have to have a role in it, a say in it. And, and I've worked for those head coaches before that said, okay, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. No, no questions asked. Um, and th- those are hard. And so I want to, I want our coaches to have a lot of say. I want them to come with their own plan because also I want them to just not be yes men and, and show me things that I may have missed and, and challenge me, you know. Now, when we walk out on the field, obviously, it's, it's my ultimate decision, and, and they know that. We all know that. You know, everybody knows that. Um, but we, we cuss and discuss a lot of stuff, and then we fix stuff, change stuff. Oh, hey, man, that's a good idea. I didn't see that, whether it's me seeing it or them seeing it. And, and try to make it to where we can put our kids in the best position we can to win. Because that's really what it's about, is, is what's best for our kids. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to Heston, looking up this week, looking at, like we just talked about earlier, 10th meeting. This will be our 10th meeting. Played them nine times previously. And I honestly think Heston's got probably the best win percentage against Pratt, you know, if you're taking a sample size of five right. or more games. They do. Um, they're eight and one in the matchup so far. They did lose last week to Hillsboro, which I thought was a bit shocking. But I'm hearing mixed reports from people uh, in a 25-14 uh, 
uh, game, and they opened up with a big win over ha- uh, Haven, 45-8. Um, so a big league matchup for yeah. Pratt, and honestly, I think it'll be a, a good gauge of where we stand. you kind of feel well, the same way? it be a big-time gauge of where we stand because they're, like I said, they're a football team. Well, if you go back even the last couple years, we've had problems with tall, long, athletic, can really run. Um, now they're not maybe as big in the trenches as they've been. You know, this will be one of the few teams I think will have a sides advantage up front, and we normally don't have that. Um, but but they are a good good test because they're well coached. Uh, their quarterback's really good when he gets his feet set. I mean, he's when when he can get his feet set and has time to scan the field. You know, pressure is paramount. That's going to be probably the most important thing. Is can we get there with our D line? Can we rush four and not have to send extra guys so we can put them back in coverage and get to him? Because if we don't. He'll pick us apart. Their, yeah. their receivers are really good at sitting down in zones, finding spots. They're really good at that. So we've talked to our kids about, hey, you can't just drop to a zone and go to grass. You gotta you gotta have your head on a swivel, find somebody and get get, you know, get get right up next to them, get in their hip. Um, so I think that's gonna be a big key. Um, like you said, obviously we haven't had a ton of success, so I think it's a big game. Now that Hillsborough game was really misleading. Uh if you want my honest opinion, I think if Heston played them 10 times, they'd probably win nine. Yeah. But they were inside the 10 four times and didn't score. You know, the last score of Hillsborough was a 95-yard pick six with a minute left. Oh, wow. Um, it, it was a weird game. And I think they were inside the 20 one other time and didn't score. I mean, they were they moved the ball up and down the field a lot more than Hillsborough did. They just didn't convert. They dropped two passes that they were 20 yards behind the defense for a touchdown. They just dropped them. Um, a lot and, of points left on right. the field. Stuff that wasn't typical of Heston. And, and we know that we're going to get their best effort. Yeah. We're going to have their attention on, on Friday night, and we expect them to play a great ball game. And, and it's, it's going to be a good litmus test of where we are as a team. Where where do you think a win over Heston would put you guys, you know, or you don't even want to think about it? 1-0 for the week. <laughs> you know, uh, put us at 3-0, 1-0 for the week, and then, and then we're on to Larned next. Yeah. You know, and district play starts. Home, that's homecoming, right? Larned, is that the homecoming I game? I think Cheney. Cheney? I think Cheney week week five is homecoming. Okay. It would have been nice I, for I don't, I, don't, I don't look. I don't look. I don't look at that too much. I I know we play Heston this Friday. Yeah. Um. I, I know general our schedule. Homecoming. Any football coach can tell you probably I don't pay much attention to that stuff. Yeah. I try not to. Um. Try not to get wrapped up in that stuff. You know, it's fun. It's great for the kids. Don't get me wrong. Um. But but our focus, complete attention, is is on Friday night Heston because it's going to have to be for us to win. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, you guys getting over and supporting the JV, you know, when you have the opportunity to. I thought something that was really cool was last night at the varsity volleyball uh, meet, all the football team shows up, and that crowd just turned electric, and they're cheering the kids on. And it was cool to see, you know, because those those other teams are there supporting you guys on Friday nights. It was really cool to see once practice was over, you guys flood the gym, and, and just those boys go nuts for the girls on the court. No, that's great, and that's what we talk about with those kids. You know, I told them after practice, you know, I we strongly encourage them to go, and I, I was proud of our kids for showing up and going. You know, you can ask them, but you can't make them. Um, I was really proud of them because, look, our, our volleyball girls, all, all of our school is, is great, you know, and supportive, and I think it's going to get better and better. We want to, to get that atmosphere where everyone's rowing the boat in the same direction, you know, I gosh dang, I want our volleyball team and our cross country team and our tennis team. I mean, we want to be the best in everything we do, and and I think community support, um, and that's why Pratt is so blessed. It's huge in that, and and school support. When kids in the hallway are, are fist bumping, supporting every program instead of it's my program versus your program. Right. I think that's when a school builds a great culture, and and I think really that's what we're working towards. I, you know, and I think our other coaches do a great job of that. We're trying to do a great job of that, of, of supporting all of our kids because, 
you know, all those kids work hard in their in their own individual sports, and all of them deserve our support. Yeah, yeah, it, it was fun to see. Um, I don't have much more for you going into next week against Heston. We've kind of talked about that, recapped last last week. But we do have a new, fun, highly produced segment uh, oh, called How Well Do You Know Your Greenbacks? So uh, we're going to do a little trivia here. We've got a trivia question I, I for you. I may be in trouble here. Well, now you know it's coming next week. So uh, uh, I'm ready when you are. You ready for? Uh, is this like a lightning round? No, this is one question. This oh, is going to be one, one question. One question. One question. Okay. And we're going to see how well you know your greenbacks. But first, the highly produced segment. Are you ready? It's time for How Well Do You Know Your Greenbacks? <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. By Topeka Philly Fund Management Services. Don't ask that about is, the sponsorship there. That is great. <laughs> okay. Great. The state of Kansas is littered with notable celebrity sports icons from big cities to small towns like Pratt, Barry Sanders, Dean Smith, Adolph Rupp, Jim Ryan, all proud Kansas natives. Roaming the Greenback sidelines as an assistant coach is a man that quite possibly puts all of these names in his shadow, Tyler Strong. <laughs> in honor of Tyler's name and athletic achievements, Medicine Lodge celebrates a day every year called Tyler Strong Day. Do you know the date of Tyler Strong Day? July 31st. Oh, he knew it. He nailed July it. July 31st. Oh, man. Yeah. He, uh, he must be bragging about it. That's I the mean, only reason anybody would I know mean. about it. If you know Tyler, you know he's talking about something. Oh gosh! But you yeah. know, we, we texted him today. I said, "Hey, I got it. We got a question. I'm going to spring on Holting. What is the official Tyler Strong Day?" And, yeah. and he said, "Oh man, it kills me to tell you I actually know it, but it's July yeah. 31st." Oh, he knows it. And he I texted our group. I said, "I guarantee you, Tyler's texting all his family. Hey, tune into the coach show tonight. They're going to be talking about hey, me." See, I'm just kidding, does. Tyler. I'm just kidding. Her. Stacy, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy puts it out every year, and he acts like he's embarrassed. But he's like, oh, you're going to put that. Okay. Oh, are you not going to put that out? <laughs> right. You know, he's putting that out there. Yeah. We're going to get big fat heads. And, and we talked to Shane Windsor. He said he'll drive a trailer around. One of these one of these years, we're going to go drive around and, and like, make our own float. Oh, that's great. Oh, I had to hit day. you with that one for the first week of uh, how well do you know your greenback? Because there's none more famous than, than Tyler that's right. Strong. That's so, right. Legend big, big shoes in his to fill. own mind. <laughs> All right, Brent. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Good luck at Heston, and uh, we'll sit down and chat next week. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of A Town Called Pratt. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with other Prattans you know. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. Thank you, and we'll catch you on the next episode.